Welcome to Sports Fight, a podcast that serves up a winning combination of sports and food. So get ready to dive into the latest scores and game analysis, all while savoring discussions about your favorite game day snacks and culinary delights. I'm your host, Chris Joseph, and together we will explore the delicious intersection of athleticism and gastronomy. So let's kick off this flavorful journey of episode 17. In this episode, I will dive into what I think are the six most important games of this final weekend of September in college football. I'll break down my give them a six or six picks and we'll tour what to eat at another college stadium thanks to the fine folks at stadiumreviews.com. This weekend, man, it kicks off with a big top 25 matchup on Friday in Corvallis. The happening hotspot of Corvallis, Oregon. Number 10, Utah, takes on the number 19, Oregon State Beavers. And, you know, Research Stadium's going to be electric there. They're going to be pumped up. Cam Rising, we don't know if he's going to play or not, but according to Coach Kyle Whittingham, they're going to continue to split reps between him and Nate Johnson, who's still listed as the backup on the depth chart, you know, that was released this week. You know, he started the last three games for the Utes. They really won the last game by defense, you know, slowing down and confusing the UCLA offense in a 14-7 victory last week. Pick six on the first play of the game. You know, Cam rising back would bring a pop to this offense. You know, but I feel even with Nate under center, the Utes will be fine. And why? It's because I think, you know, DJ Uyunglele, I've talked about him. I, I'm still not sold on him. And it showed last week again in a pedestrian performance against Washington State. For the Beavers, I think they need to get the ground game going more with Damian Martinez, who's averaging 9.4 yards a carry at home. And it may be tough sledding as the Utes only allow 51 yards a game rushing. So, it, you know, the proverbial rubber beats the road. Who's going to be the victor there? I think that determines the winner of the game. Weather may come into play. This one, it's a cooler night in the low 60s with a chance of rain. But isn't that every night in Corvallis? Low temperatures and rain? I, I, that's the Pacific Northwest for me. That's that's all I hear. So, I, I, you know, no, thank you. I don't, I don't need to go to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, I might go visit, but I'm good. Line is Oregon State by three and a half with an over 44 and a half. I, I like... I like Utah getting the points. I'm going to say it. I like Utah getting the points. Now, I do have to talk about my Sooners. They have a matchup against Iowa State, the Cyclones, and the spiral that they're in. Well, they did beat Oklahoma State last week, 34-27. The Cyclones come in being led by the Wesley Chapel, Florida native freshman Rocco Beck, coming off his best game with 348 yards and three touchdowns. Clean football, no interceptions, no turnovers. Iowa State has not had much success on the ground only averaging 2.9 yards of carry on the season coming in to play a defense that's noticeably better than last year. Led by Danny Stutzman, who's putting his name in for the Butkus this year. And no, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I think he's putting his name in the conversation for sure. You know, the upside of five-star P.J. Adabari, incredible. Have to see him on the field more. I, I like that the defense is making adjustments for Oklahoma instead of letting people continue to do things that are working against it. How they flow to the football, they're tackling more confidently, and just you know the physicality of the Oklahoma defense is something that we have not seen in a very, very long time. Now, the offense is the OU offense. Now, would I like to see the ground game be a little more productive? Absolutely, but even Brent Venables in his press conference this week really called out some of the guys saying nobody's really taken that lead. You know, in a running back room that's full of talented players, nobody's taking the lead. But I'm still not worried. I mean, you got Andrew Anthony, Nick Anderson, Jaleel Farouk on the outside, Drake Stoops, and Gavin Freeman. Dylan Gabriel is fine. And I see Oklahoma fans already clamoring for Jackson Arnold to start. And I really think it's a lot. You've been spoiled. We've been spoiled by Baker, Kyler, Jalen. You know, Jackson's time is going to come. And it's going to be glorious. I can't wait to watch 
as he leads Oklahoma to the SEC. Next year, coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium, watch him slinging touchdowns against Auburn. But this game will match the Big 12's number one defense against one of the best offenses in the country. And from another sold-out crowd at the Palace of the Prairie, the line is OU minus 20 with an over of 48.5. I, I like the over in that game. And I think it's something that could be done by Oklahoma itself if they're firing on all cylinders. Big one down at DKR. That's right, the number three Texas Longhorns welcome in the number 25 Kansas Jayhawks. That's right, the ranked Kansas Jayhawks for a 230 under the sun. The Longhorns look to stay undefeated heading into the Red River rivalry next week against the Sooners. You know, the Jayhawks had a really good win last week against a BYU team that had just went on the road to take down Arkansas. And I, I don't know exactly how good the Hogs are now. They pushed LSU to the brink. It's still kind of up in the air. But Lance Leopold, you know, at that team, two defensive touchdowns and a star quarterback, Jalen Daniels, threw for three scores. And it's now back-to-back years that Leopold has led the Jayhawks to a 4-0 start. Will it hold? I, I don't know. But the defense likes to hit. And on the second play of the game, they scored their first touchdown. Hopefully, Mark, we can make it to halftime without an incident. I'll take a little more than that, Q. <laughs> on the jet seat, what a hit! Oh, he brought some smoke! And he's on fire! Touchdown, Kansas! Kobe Bryant! If you saw the highlight of that play, I, I thought the guy, I thought Kobe Bryant killed the BYU receiver. I mean, absolutely levels him. Now, this isn't BYU. This isn't Nevada. This is Texas. And yes, Kansas has had some success against Texas in the recent history. And they've been a thorn in their side, but Texas is a much better football team. They have the better players. They should come out of this one with another victory. And hopefully if both teams can do their part, it would make for an undefeated Red River rivalry for the final Big 12 matchup of Oklahoma and Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Texas with two of the most explosive receivers in the game today, Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell. Still some drops from Xavier Worthy. That's why I think right now I still give the edge to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka as the best receiving core out there. Quinn Ewers, I still would like to see him work on his footwork more. He's kind of jump passing you know, some of those deep balls, how he pushes it. Texas defense, really good. The front's nasty. They're going to put some pressure on Jalen, and they, they have to keep good contain on him. And they've already seen Jalen Milrow. So the more than likely get a good look with Savion Red running the scout team quarterback again. Forecast calls for highs of the 80s for the 230 kick. The line, Texas by 16 and a half with an over of 61 and a half. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. Heading to Oxford this year's version of the Magnolia Bowl between number 13 LSU and the number 20 Ole Miss Rebels in a game that's rooted in SEC history. And, of course, when they talk about this game, one of the plays that they always bring up, Billy Cannon's 89-yard punt return on Halloween leading to a Tiger victory. Now, the Rebels did get revenge in the Sugar Bowl that year, beating the Tigers 21 to nothing. But here's that Billy Cannon call from 1959. Billy Cannon watches it bounce. He takes it on his own 11. He comes back up field at the 15, stumbles momentarily. He's at the 20, running hard at the 25, gets away from one man for 30. Still runs the 25. Oh, Billy Cannon, the Halloween return. They always talk about great traditional plays, you know, involving the SEC, and that's one that always comes up. 
This year's matchup, in my opinion, is a matchup of who's the best quarterback in the SEC right now. Jackson Dart at Ole Miss or Jalen Daniels at LSU. Now, Daniels is coming off, uh, coming in with much better stats. Dart struggled last week in that game against a good Alabama defense. Now, Dart's leading the team in rushing, and that has to change. The Rebels, if you want to be successful, you have to get Quinshawn Judkins going. I mean, that was the returning SEC freshman of the year. He's only averaging three and a half yards a carry. Now, it was released that Michael Trigg, the uh, Ole Miss tight end is off the team. Trigg came in with Jackson Dart from USC and has never really done anything. If, if you look at this matchup, it's it's an elimination game, I think, for Ole Miss because if they were to lose, they're, they're done. If LSU loses, that's only one loss in the SEC, one loss in the SEC West. They could still go beat Alabama and and move forward. If Ole Miss loses, since they've already lost Alabama, I, I, they're done. They're done. LSU can still find their way to the SEC Championship. Another loss could send the Tigers spiraling as well. The line is LSU by two and a half with the over of 67. I, I probably like taking LSU given the points in that game, even though it's on the road. You know, heading to the Grove in Oxford. Number 11, Notre Dame coming off a heartbreaking loss to Ohio State. Now I have to travel to Wallace Wade Stadium in Dorn, North Carolina, to take on the number 17, 4-0 Duke Blue Devils. Quarterback Riley Leonard. We all saw him Labor Day night. The whole world was watching because it was the first weekend of college football. They had the game by themselves. The Blue Devils lopsided victory over Clemson. Riley's a, a solid passer, but a weapon with his mobility. He's only been sacked once, and that's mainly due to the mobility that he has. Now, they haven't seen a defensive line that can get after him like Notre Dame can since that first game of the year. Now, Duke head coach Mike Elko has brought a change to Durham. They expect to win. They expect to compete. They would love nothing more than to knock Notre Dame out of the playoff talk, plain and simple. Now, for the Irish, they're, they're play, they played their tails off. They showed they could compete you know, against perennial playoff powerhouses. Now they have to win those games. That's six straight losses against the Buckeyes. Sam Hartman's going to have to regain that confidence, as to me, he looked a little shook in that game against Ohio State. Audrick Estime needs to be relied upon to keep the Irish in front of the chains. Hartman, the offense, you know, they... They, they look to keep a reinvigorated student section out of the game because Duke's student section is going to be, they're going to be amped up. It's a nighttime game, lows in the 70s. Line Notre Dame by six. I think I'm taking Duke plus the points here. I, I really like Duke plus the points in this matchup. Last game I want to talk about, and I'm not sure many will stay up to watch, but if you're looking for this year's Tulane, it may, may very well be Fresno State. The number 25-ranked Bulldogs have a gunslinger quarterback in Mikey Keene. Keene has thrown for over 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. They spread it around to three main targets, Eric Brooks, Jalen Moss, Jalen Gill. They combined for 72 of the 113 receptions. Jeff Tedford back at his alma mater, humming along this year. They shut out Arizona State, a team that you know gave top 10 USC some struggle. This game against Nevada won't be a good one, and I'd imagine, but if you want to see a good under-the-radar team, check out the Bulldogs. I remember watching them way back in the day in Oklahoma. Uh, they came to Oklahoma State when Trent Dilfer was the quarterback in 1997. I believe Oklahoma State won that game like 35 to nothing, something crazy like that. But uh, it, it's I've always, I've always respected the Fresno State program, but now it's time for them to actually do do something. And could they could they be that power five team that makes it to the New Year's six? And when you go into the playoffs next year with 12, do they make the college football playoffs? But we'll see. They, they could be this year's two. And now 
And I'm not running Tulane out either. You know, Tulane lost that game to Ole Miss at the beginning of the year, and you know, Michael Pratt, the starting quarterback, was hurt. If Pratt's there, I believe they still win that game. But you can't you can't play that game if you know if he was there and just doesn't happen. They lost the game. But I like the Fresno State Bulldogs. The line is minus 24 and a half to over 49. They were clicking last week. They put up 56 themselves against Kent State. Fresno, uh, Nevada is just as bad. I would probably take the over, and I'd probably go with the points, given the points. I, I just don't think Nevada can really keep up. Not a, a great football team. Now it's time for my give them a sixer pick sixes. Here's the snap. Look, swing play to Payne. He's looking to the 10, cuts outside, 5. Touchdown, give him a sixer, Brian Payne. Peyton Gavris looking for a pass down the far side. Caught, touchdown, Corbin Cleveland. Give him a sixer. Ah, uh, give him a sixer. Here's my six games that I'm picking for this weekend in college football. I'm going to start with the Friday night game, Utah plus three at Oregon State. I like the Utes. I'm not a fan of DJ Uangalale. I, I didn't like him at Clemson, and I don't think he's the man at Oregon State. They've got a good running back, good offensive line. Utah's really good against the run. We'll see if Cam Rising plays, but I've got Utah getting points. The over of 48 and a half, Oklahoma and Iowa State, you know, that line, it's a big one. You never really know, but I think, I think really Oklahoma can, can do that by themselves. I, you know, it's one of those, maybe I get in trouble for thinking with my heart, but I would take Oklahoma and Iowa State with an over. Texas over Kansas. I think Texas has a point to prove this year. You know, uh, they struggled with Wyoming. I don't think they're going to let that happen. I think Texas. Minus the 16 and a half. I like that line. I like LSU minus two and a half at Ole Miss. I think they're going to go in there and win that game and, and knock Ole Miss out of contention for the SEC West Championship. I like Duke plus six over the Irish as they welcome in the Irish. And my upset special, and I'm going to start looking for an upset special, a team that I think could possibly win the game outright, but I would definitely take anything over a touchdown differential. And I'm taking West Virginia at TCU. You know, the West Virginia secondary is playing extremely well. And, man, I just, 12 and a half, I'm not sold on TCU. I'm really not sold on TCU. That's why I'm going to take West Virginia plus 12 and a half as my upset of the week. That was my give them a sixer pick six for this weekend in college football. Well, now it's time to head to our favorite site for stadium reviews. We're going to look at what the fans. Heading to a big game this weekend. Can expect to enjoy. Where are they going? Oh, they're heading to have the eyes of Texas upon them. Daryl K. Royal Stadium. I always give Texas fans grief because Daryl K. Royal was a Sooner. But the food selection, you know, the classic stuff you can get hot dogs, sausages, hamburgers, cheeseburgers, nachos, peanut soda, water, beer, pluckers. You can get some chicken wings, waffle fries, Ben's pretzels. Who doesn't like a good soft pretzel? 
They can be found throughout the concourse and concession stands. Quiznos. I miss Quiznos. I do miss Quiznos subs. I haven't seen one in forever. Portable beer stands all over the place. Royal burgers, classic hamburgers, cheeseburgers, tenders. Now, new food at Daryl K. Royal Stadium. Lucy's Fried Chicken. Got sandwiches, french fries, soda water beer. Bevo's Beer Garden. <laughs> Stubbs Barbecue. Barbecue sandwiches, barbecue nachos. You gotta love barbecue nachos. Ricardo's Tacos. Tacos with a wide range of proteins and choices. It's not the uh, touchdown tossers that you can get at a Cardinal game. But the filling station, a wide range of specialty cocktails, wine, beer, and more. Austin's Pizza, great pizza place down there. You know, they've got some desserts, Amy's Ice Cream, Cassie's Nuts, Roasted Nuts, Lemon. They got Dippin' Dots. I've always said, I love Austin. Don't like the school, but I love the town of Austin. But again, if you're looking for any information on a stadium, you're going to a game, man, check out Stadium Reviews. It's a great website. You'll get information on bag policies, parking, stuff like that. And it's just, again, it gives you kind of a heads up. And with people like you know, the Oklahoma and Texas fans that are now coming to the SEC next year, I think it's a good site to kind of look at that and kind of plan what's moving forward for you guys. Um, I've been to a lot of them. You know, I've got people. I've talked to Toby and uh, some of the guys on the OU broadcast team to let them know, hey, you want to come when you come out here? I, I, I got dinner, brother. You know, when you come out to Oxford, take you around the Grove, let you see some of the tailgating out there. When you come to Auburn, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. Got to go to Mama Goldberg's, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. That, it's, that's why I love doing this. Now I'm gonna have a video coming up on my YouTube page this weekend. I was talking to my son, and I was asking him. I said, "I said, what do you want to do? You know, this weekend?" And he said, "I want to make." pretzels again so we're gonna make pretzel bites with beer cheese we're gonna post that on the sports bites at sports bites podcast youtube page so be sure you go give that a follow i'll start posting shorts and stuff like that to youtube as well but man i got some big news coming up uh in the next couple days i'm doing an interview tomorrow uh tiktok sensation rico knows this guy you know talks football he's a pretty straight shooter uh, getting him on. I'm going to have Matt Skalicki on Tuesday. I've confirmed that Matt will be on. Matt works for USA Today. We're going to talk some college football. And I'm trying to land uh, Jordan Evans, get a time for him to come on. And we'll talk some NFL, talk some Oklahoma, talk OU Texas. You know, it's, it's Texas week next week. So really looking forward to that. I'll probably try to get Sean Clinch, one of the guys from uh, Stories from Inside the Man Cave, to talk about OU Texas weekend. It is the last OU Texas weekend in Big 12 history. So uh, a lot of memories for me down there covering the game, walking through that tunnel, walking on the field, being at the state fairgrounds early. And I'll tell some more of those stories next week. But man, I appreciate everybody. That's going to do it for this episode. And thank you for tuning in to Sports Bites, where we dished out the perfect blend of sports and food for your ears. I hope you savor the flavor of our discussions and found them as satisfying as your team winning on the field. If you're hungry for more, don't forget to subscribe rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us on social media for the latest updates, mouth-watering recipes, and sports insights that hit the spot. Until next time, remember to keep your appetite for sports and food alive, and may your game day snacks always be on point. Good day, everyone, and remember, always positively move forward. <laughs>